Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Despite what their moms told them, they just aren't talented enough for radio. Unfortunately, anyone can have a show these days. Sean. Well, I'm pretty hard to figure out sometimes. I can't even figure myself out sometimes, so don't you try to. Joe. You're an idiot. And really, a disloyal person. This, this is the Cuse Militia. Those two unapologetically biased, orange-blooded homers, Sean and Joe. It's the most bullshit thing I've seen in 30 years. Welcome, orange men and ladies. Happy days at Tuesday. This is the Cuse Militia with Sean and Joe at Cuse Militia on the socials. Go there. Join the militia. Thanks for tuning in, hanging out with us. We appreciate all of you. The orange turning up in the second half to destroy the brown bears. The brown bears. The Brown Bears, the Brown Bears, ninety-three to sixty-two. You'll hear from us, and we'll hear from you in fan feedback. And a quick brown, turnaround. Brown Bears, Brown Bears. <laughs> it, <laughs> quick turnaround for Syracuse as they play Cornell Wednesday, tomorrow. Um, as of right now, can you hear me? Okay, it's weird. Yeah, I can barely hear me through the headphones. Okay, that's better. Kids must have been in here screwing around with stuff. All right, we'll let you know what we think about that. It's tomorrow, so it's not some kind of deep dive, but it's good to be back. It's good to be back. It's good to be back with a basketball game after 16 days of the orange hiatus and a little filler episode, and, um, you know, it's just good to be back talking about basketball. Yeah. And speaking of which, a win, which is huge. So, I mean, it's not it's not a huge win, but coming back off of that and winning, I think, is huge. And it was an impressive win. I don't care. Yeah, well, right. I don't care, really, who was against at some level. It doesn't matter to me. So, right. um, a couple football items to hit up real quick before we get into the coach montage, which we will. Uh, Juwan Price. So, we talked about, in fact, Joe. It was a day after you talked about specifically going into the transfer portal to grab a running back, five foot ten, 195 pounds, um, from New Mexico State. Uh, last year, he was the lead back for New Mexico State, taking 135 carries for 691 yards, 10 touchdowns. He's a third year redshirt freshman, and they did not play in 2020, and that program did not play. And he was a true freshman in 2019. So it gets kind of funky, Joe, with his um, eligibility. But I would, I think he's got two years remaining. If I think they said three. Okay. I was going to say it could be three, but I thought that was a stretch. But I guess you're right. Because of the 2020 and third year redshirt freshman would make sense. So three makes sense. Um, 
this the COVID rule thing kind of throws it all off. So, right. which you know, it's just yeah. Well, nuts. and this guy, I mean, he's he makes sense, you know, because we talked about you know who's going to come in from the transfer portal, and you know, they everyone wants to start. They want to start in spot, right? But I mean, this guy, he comes from New Mexico State, which is a Division One school, but it's an independent. Uh, they went two and ten, didn't have a great season. And, um, you know, I, I think that he, based upon the stats and what I'm looking at as far as, uh, you know, a lot of the games they were losing by and they probably had to pass a lot because they were down, um, I think he had a pretty good year considering the fact. And with having three years left, I think anybody coming in knows pretty much this is going to be Sean Tucker's last year. So um, he comes in and, you know, he puts himself in probably a good position to be the second string back if he can you know, acclimate himself and, uh, or unless we get somebody else, uh, through this, um, rest of the recruiting period. But, um, either way with three years left, uh, Sean Tucker being the, the lead dog this year really doesn't affect what he can do in the future. So I think it's a good get and, uh, it helps us with depth and, you know, definitely possibly, you know, on special teams as well. So he was a big special teams contributor too. So, um, look, Anai, um, Robert Nye, offensive coordinator for Virginia, right? And um, the quarterback's coach over there as well, Jason Beck. They are both going to join Syracuse. And I don't know if you and I talked about this before before it happened, not specifically them, but everything going on with Bronco Mendenhall even. Did we mention that or was that a private conversation? No, I think we talked about that um, okay. the last podcast, how we were talking about how there could be a possibility because we were talking about the recruits and how many recruit, you know, scholarships we had left and how Dino was talking about how he was halfway done. And then I had brought up that, you know, we don't even have an offensive coordinator yet. And that had been rumored that, you know, we were looking at them. But, uh, yeah, we were talking about basically how leaving some spots open because, you know, these two coaches obviously have recruited players for Virginia and have players in mind. So who knows uh, who they can bring along bring with us. Sure. Yeah, exactly. And even if it wasn't these two, any any coach from anywhere was a recruiter somewhere as a coordinator and has some guys that probably are interested. So, Yeah, absolutely. It'd still be in the ACC. I think it's, I think it's a good get. Now, I don't know a ton about these guys, but they have a long – they have they have huge resumes, okay, and not a. I mean, there was excitement from Syracuse fans, but there was also some cynicism from Syracuse fans, and that's typical. But I personally think um, when you're getting uh, when you're getting ACC caliber talent to basically come across the aisle and join your program, I think that's a big deal, and I think it's a it's a good get. And I think also too, um, you know, obviously, Coach knows he's got to throw everything he can at it this year. Oh, yeah. And I think that the, you know, athletic director is is on the same page, right? I mean, we we signed a a special teams guy, you know, coordinator uh, that has NFL, um, you know, level experience. And we took care of that situation. And then, you know, he got rid of Sterling Gilbert and he was a quarterback coach and offensive coordinator. And now we bring in an actual offensive coordinator and another guy who's just a quarterback guy. Um, and there was an interesting article, Syracuse.com. I know you don't look at too much stuff, but, um, read it today and Bronco Mendenhall, who, you know, was the coach of Virginia actually reached out to Dino Babers and I guess Dino had already been looking at them, but he reached out and said, you know, these two guys are, are pretty, you know, they're good for this, what you're trying to do and, and how you run your team. 
Uh, so there was a little bit of, you know, help there as far as, you know, friendship and, you know, stuff like that. But, um, but yeah, like we talked about and like what I talked about last podcast, these guys have been together 20, I think 13 through 2016, they were at BYU, uh, coached, um, Taysom Hill quarterback that for the saints right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were offensive coordinator and quarterback coach together. And then they moved <laughs> Bronco Menahal was the coach at BYU. Then they moved, he moved to Virginia and he moved with them. So these guys have been together coaching for the last eight years. And, um, Bronco Mendenhall really had nothing but but good things to say about these guys and how they can, you know, kind of squeeze every little. <sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center. Thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You know, piece of potential out of players that, you know, they can and that they can manipulate their offense to their to their um you know their skills and their strengths and um yeah i i'm excited about the coaching staff because this is finally a situation where i I feel like even the athletic director in the school is giving dino you know the potential pieces and the amount of resources and coaching um and you know money to get those coaches uh, to make him successful right so Yeah, I'm, I'm excited personally. It, and I can't wait to see how it goes and see if these guys can't bring in some guys that maybe were interested in Virginia that, you know, I think they're going to be here. good. They're going to be good. I mean, Jason Beck's going to be good for Garrett Schrader. I mean, that's that's my hope. OK, it's an optimistic thought, but <laughs> yeah. I think he's going to be better. And I think um, he's going to they're going to be able to design something that's going to to suit him better and not just, you know, he got just kind of plugged in there this year. And as we talked about at nauseum, the kind of, you know, waiting four games to, to really get him going is did yep. nobody, nobody any favors. So we're going to get to start fresh. We're going to get to start early in the early announcement too, because the Fenway bowl was uh, canceled with, yeah. along with a number of other bowl games uh, against SMU sure. between SMU and the Cavaliers due to due to covid issues in the Virginia's program um yeah. let's move on to the coach montage but before we do that i want to first talk about the spotify green room yes that's still the Christmas bumper. You get the Christmas mm. bumper, okay, until New Year's comes. Christmas at my house goes from November 1st to December 31st. It's it's not it's not difficult, okay? Day after Halloween to the rest of the year. That's how I do it, Joe. And I know you hate it, which is yep. why I'm mentioning it, and which is why I do the bumper music. You inspired 
the bumper music, Joe. And uh, But that said, go over to your iOS or Android stores and download the Spotify Green Room app today. All you need is a username, email address, and a password, and you can set up an account for free in the Spotify Green Room app. Follow us at Hughes Militia and sign up for notifications so you know when we go live, you will get a notification. You can hang out in the green room, chat with us in there by via text, or you can request to speak if you request to speak. And I approve it. A little red microphone will be on your icon. Hit that baby and say your piece and get off. Okay? So would love to use this thing for fan feedback going forward um, as I just cannot stomach social media more and more every time uh, I'm on it. So uh, I know this will never be the cure-all for fan feedback, but if you go there and check it out, um, download it. It's free. It's um, it's really easy to use, and it's a lot of fun. So go there today. Appreciate you. All right. So, Joe, a, um, a game that looked like it could have, would have, maybe, probably not, though, slipped through the cracks. Uh, let's hear what Coach had to say after the game. Uh, you know, overall we missed time, but I thought tonight we came out offensively very sharp, um, hit some threes early, and then we had a lull defensively and didn't uh, didn't cover some shooters. And we didn't rebound again in the first half. You know, we've been emphasizing that in practice. I thought the second half we did a better job on the boards, much better. Um, kept the ball in the middle a little bit better in the second half with our defense, a little switch. Ran some plays for Buddy and Joe right away, and they got open and you know open shots, and they knocked them down. But you know, again, we've got a long ways to go defensively. Uh, again, I think there was some progress there, but we still got a long way to go, and you know, not all that much time to do it. You know, he's just barely started to practice. I want to give him a couple minutes in there. He's, his strength isn't his, he's healthy, but his strength, you know, he hasn't done anything in almost a year and a half now. So it's, uh, you know, I think it'll take him at least a couple of weeks before he can get his legs under him to, to really be able to, to be a factor. Well, we got the same shot. I mean, we got good shots and we made them. You know, uh, some of the games that we didn't shoot well, the defenses were really, really good against us. And, you know, we just didn't make shots against them. Um, but, uh, you know, we we keep getting good shots. Um, you know, we're, we're certainly capable of making them. Uh, and again, you know, we got some really good looks to start the second half and, you know, we made them. We're a pretty, we're a good shooting team. We we missed nine free throws in the first half, and that's just all. It's all mental, you know. Jesse had a bad game in the garden. He's all mental now. He's shooting a little different every time he gets out there. And Cole's a really good shooter. Jimmy's a really good shooter. Those guys, you know, they, they they're too good to go for four. They're just too good, and we can't miss nine free throws. I mean, we didn't play great in the first half, but we make six of those nine. We're up 12 against a, a pretty solid team. 
these are the things that are inexcusable and you know we can't do them and be successful we saw a lot of frank benny and sign here tonight what did you think of them and how important are they going to be over the i'm trying to get them in there benny's you know took his he, he's got a 6-3 guy playing he's taking fadeaway jump shots and then at the end he finally got to the went to the basket and got a layup you know he's got to get better there um, defensively he's still learning I thought Samir was good, did a lot of good things tonight. Frank has been pretty consistent, doing pretty good things every game. So I, I, I think that, uh, again, those two guys are going to be important as we move forward. Uh, and Benny is just, he's got to get better. All right, Joe, let's start at the top, as we always do. It, look, they came out, they developed a 10-point lead very quick, and... Um, it looked like it was going to be done pretty early. A six-point lead going into the half. Some some lazy defense, maybe to, no. to twenty-one to, to seven. Off. Twenty. We're up twenty-one to seven. Okay. At right, one so point. fourteen. And That's right. Th- fourteen. Thirty-two to thirty-eight. We were right, at six-point lead going to half. Yep. Yep. Um, so the second half, they come out. They're on fire. Um, kept the ball out of the middle, as coach said. Um, shooting lights out, and uh, playing is coach mentioned and, and rightfully so that not the typical type of defense that we would struggle against um the the, the shot a lot of clean open looks and just a team that couldn't they just couldn't hang with with Syracuse's shooting and, and ball movement to for lack of better words you know you had right. um Samir Torrance with seven assists Joe Girard with seven assists I mean that's how you got to play ball I mean that's how yeah. and that's how you could beat those other defenses too unfortunately they tend to get when they face these real aggressive D's they they tend to um struggle a little bit as as we know and um they don't move the balls good they do a lot of hero ball a lot of one-on-one stuff and that's where they become unsuccessful well, and that's there's a reason for that because these guys are playing tough man to man and they're switching and it's very difficult for you to get open. So uh, you just got to get a lot more effort with you know off off the ball screens and moving without the ball and certain things like that. So uh, you know teams like Brown, you can you know you can penetrate, you can make some moves and get past them, which again is going to draw you know, other opponents or defenders towards you, which just means somebody's open. All you got to do is really make the right pass. So, um, you know, they did what they had to do, and they shot pretty impressively. Offense looked good. I wish the free throw shooting was a little bit better, but, um, but yeah, that's that's really the difference. Is is when they play against really really good defensive in your face teams, we struggle to get open. So that's why a lot of times you just see a lot of one on one because um, we really can't have as many assists and move the ball like we normally do so obviously that's something that we need to work on as far as offense goes i mean we have guys that can shoot but can you get open to shoot or are you just going to stand around when someone's got the ball so yeah they 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 struggle to even get clean looks and and like you said move the ball and it's just it's just a struggle this 16 days hiatus didn't help much what they just started practicing on thursday right we saw sadibi out there which was fantastic and I hope to see him more and hope he gets his legs under him. But as Coach said, you know, he's barely started practice. He's not close to ready. It's been, Coach said, a year and a half. But, I mean, I feel like he's played, like, one game in almost two years. It was like North Carolina, yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, we remember how he finished that 2019 season 
And we were just so looking forward to seeing Sadibi come back, remember? Heading into yep. heading into that game against Louisville in the ACC tournament. And, you know, here we are. It feels like fuck 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, uh, it's just, you know, it's good to see him back out there and kind of doing his thing. But, you know, as long as he's practicing, I guess, you know, he'll get better and we'll see. Uh, how that progresses from there so yeah i mean he's not he came in kind of when it was like walk on time oh, again sure. that was like one of the things i liked about this game i mean we shot the lights out minus our free throws and played good defense especially in the second half we picked it up so it felt like an old time this is what a syracuse game should look like against a non-conference opponent like this where we get to see two or three minutes of you know the walk-ons um but that's where Barama came in, you know, and he got a huge ovation because he came in, you know, in that sub when Buddy came out. So they were cheering for Buddy and then they were cheering for him coming out. And Buddy with his 28 point um, yeah, extravaganza. But, but, you know, again, that just tells me, you know, they're getting him out there and they're probably getting him out there to see how he feels and everything like that after just getting a couple minutes and everything like that. But again, hasn't practiced. It's his knees, so he can't do cardio. And um, judging when he came in the game, I mean, he's he's a long ways away from coming in to the game when, you know, the game is on the line. Uh, Frank is Frank is yeah, Frank has definitely got the number two locked up. Jesse's got the number one locked up. I mean, we see that depth chart and I mean, I don't know how much, you know, and really you can just hope that his knees hold up enough to where he can get strong enough and, and get the stamina up enough to where maybe you get to the end of the year and maybe you can be a little bit more aggressive on that defensive end, bring CDB in and uh, try to be a, you know, a rim protector and, you know, you got an extra five foul. But I mean, that's, that's best case scenario right now. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, look, Joe mentioned it like three times cause he just can't wait to get down to the the list on the montage, the free throw shooting was <laughs> was horrible. Uh, we all saw it ten ten for twenty, um, just really bad. And your best free throw shooter was Gerard at th- three for five, which is you know not great. And uh, even Buddy was only four for six. So um, I'm sorry, Cole was three for three. What was I looking at? So. Um, no, Cole was but, three for three for three pointers. Cole oh, I'm sorry, you're right. From- so normally, so here we go. Normally, I print this thing out and I highlight what I what I, is important. Well, I forgot it. I printed it out at work, and I forgot it. And so I'm looking at the computer and I'm getting all screwed up. But yeah, you're right. Um, yeah, so it was it was Jimmy actually three for five from from the line. Yeah. So. And Cole was 0 for 2, who's usually pretty clutch. I mean, if I'm not mistaken, he's pretty clutch. Yeah, and that was funny, too. It's just weird because I know he came back and hit a three afterwards, but he went up to the line, and that Dan Friday from uh, the Brown, they were chirping back and forth, and I know Cole said something, and then he went on to miss the two free throws. I was thinking to myself, like, come on, bro. Yeah. Because I know that he was sitting there, and they were chirping, and it's like when you're chirping, you want to make them, and you miss. And I'm like, oh, God. So he's going to make another shot this game, but he then he came back and hit another three, but still, um, we definitely got to get better on that end for sure. And, um, honestly too, I thought the fouls were a little weird too. 17 to eight. Like we only, we only had eight fouls the whole game. Um, I mean, I liked that the refs let him play, but I just thought that that was weird. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's weird, but it, I mean, and in, I, a, I get- and in a game like this where we're shooting the percentage we're shooting from twos and threes, 
And then we have that big of a foul discrepancy. Uh, I mean, shooting two, and, 10 and, for 20, I mean, I'd like to think it's just an anomaly, and it doesn't matter at this game. So. It doesn't, and they lost the whistle at the end, too. I mean, they're just like, all right, this game's over. So they, they let some stuff go at the end, too. But, yeah. I mean, I, I get it, but whatever. Uh, bench players, Joe, we, 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 we talked about coming into the Lehigh game, what would have been the Lehigh game. The importance of getting these bench players out on the floor, getting them some minutes, and not only that, but getting the experience as a team for those two extra games at home before we were going to play Georgia Tech, which we are not going to play. That is going to be postponed, and we are going to play um, Virginia instead. We're going to skip that. We're going to play Cornell instead of Georgia Tech, then we're going to play Virginia. So we talked about that, and this is kind of what I was thinking during the COVID pause, like... This is this sucks. We really needed these two games, but we ended up getting two games back, which is which is good. It's kind of no harm, no foul to a certain extent. Yeah. No, now we be- just got to make up the short second. Ben, right, but that's down the road, and I don't even know. I was looking. I don't even know when you would do it. Um, we may have. We're gonna have three games in five days right now, and the guys need it. Like Coach said, I don't know if it was in the montage, but the guys need it. They're, they're ready to play. They want to play. But Benny Williams with 17 minutes, Cy with 17 minutes, and Anselm with 11 minutes. Anselm, doing, he's just so consistent, and he's, 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 he's good enough for me to say he's so consistent. But I think he can be better. Um, Samir, I mean, just like I mentioned, seven assists, that's excellent. One for two from behind the arc. I thought, um, I think he's going to be good. They're going to be, he's going to be integral along with Frank, down the stretch and Benny obviously kind of treading water right now, Joe, and not really improving a whole lot, but you know, he can, he's just doing things that like coach said, you know, fadeaway jumpers and stuff. He's just doing things that he shouldn't yet. Right. Well, I think, and again, too, these guys, I mean, we don't need them for their offense, whatever they get us for offense, uh, you know, is, is just a plus, um, but the difference here is, you know, between these three guys is you see Frank Anselm and Samir, they come out and they're playing with energy. They're high energy. They're go, go, go playing a little reckless, even sometimes, especially on the defensive end. Um, and I think a little of that is because they know that they're not, you know, relied on to score points. So, you know, Samir Torrance, you know, you, they made some mistakes. They made some, some bad rotations on defense and, um, everything like that. But between Frank and Samir, they didn't have a turnover. It didn't score that much. I mean, Samir hit, you know, one out of two threes and Frank hit two out of four free throws. Um, so they didn't take a lot of shots, but with Samir with the seven assists and with the Frank coming in in five rebounds in 11 minutes, like that's stuff that helps, you know, and you see Benny with 17 and yeah, he had six points, three of six, but only two rebounds. He had two turnovers. And it's just one of those things where it still just seems like he's thinking too much. And, you know, I just want to see somebody that comes out and is just reckless, like I'm just going to make defensive plays and just just like the other guys. You know, whatever you get on offense is a plus. But right now he needs to be able to go out there and he needs to be able to earn his minutes on defense and be able to be confident in his rotations and just go out there and make plays. Don't let guys get easy layups. Don't let them. You have five fouls. So even if you make a bad rotation and this is go up and try to block them hard and, you know, give them, you know, a tough physical foul. Nothing crazy. Yeah, Not find, a, you know. find out where the whistle's at. Right. And, you know, that's the type of physicality and energy that Benny needs to bring. Um, you know, they talked about how some of his answers were wise above his years as far as, you know, leaving and, you know, how they're handling your minutes and all that stuff because you're a five star. And he understands all that. But when he gets on the court, it just seems sometimes like he's still trying to figure it out. 
And once he figures it out, I think that he's going to be a hell of a player. But right now, um, I think we're too worried about trying to get him shots and all this other stuff and make him look like a five-star instead of just having him come out and just play with energy off the bench like Anselm and Torrance is with not you know a lot of um, expectations. You know, Sometimes expectations makes players not play that well. So um, I think there's a lot of that that's going on. But those three players, those are our guys. Those are our bench players. And you know we need those guys when it, it comes down to tough ACC games and to to go deep in some tournaments, whether it's your conference tournament or or later on in the season. So um, they need to figure it out one way or another. But that's what I would like to see Benny do, and it's just what the other guys are doing. Just play hard, hustle. The mistakes are going to come, but you know, just just learn from it and just play hard. Like sometimes he just looks lost and he's just kind of out there, and you know, you got to do something. Yeah, and you know, there's so much pressure to 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 score because you know that's where a lot, oh, yeah. that's where a lot a of times game, game, right. Right? that's where a lot of games are won. You want to be flashy. You want to you know you want to make that shot. You want to get the crowd going. But um, to your point, I mean, we don't need him to do that. We need him to be good on defense, and we uh, we need all these guys to be good on defense. Yeah, you know, Samir, yeah, rebounds. Sa- like that's what re- I expect. Rebounds, and and you know, you got Samir who um, would be nice to. We need his ball handling skills, I think, a little bit. I mean, too, and, Benny Williams, six nine, jumps out of the gym, seventeen minutes. You only got me two rebounds. Yeah, we've seen you know how high I mean? he can get. Do you remember that one block? I don't remember yeah. who it was against, but I mean, his hands was was that's above the backboard. Confidence, just go for it. Yeah, I mean, and that's what you're talking about. I mean, just yes. just do it. I mean, find out where the whistle is and keep your toe right on the edge of that freaking line on defense. That's what you do. So, and that's where we need him. So. That's how yep. I mean, I, I guarantee you a hustle play that's a hard foul to come back after he misses maybe a rotation or something with a little bit of energy might not get him benched. But him not going up and trying to stop that and kind of feeling like he's lost in between two different players and where he's supposed to be, that's going to get you pulled real quick. So right. even when you make mistakes, you got to you got to show that you got to show that effort, you know. Yep. All right. It's time to hear from you. Time to hear from you, the loud mouths from the loud house. All right, you guys know what to do at the end of every game. I ask for your thoughts on said game. Go there. Leave the thoughts. We will, uh, or I will, read them. I'll pick some. We'll talk about them here just to create a little conversation. Don't forget to go over to your iOS or Android store. Download the app. We'll talk about that in a second. But first, let's do some from fan feedback. I didn't get a whole lot. And I can't tell if it's because everybody hates us or if it's because it was just a slow night on Twitter. Uh, I think it was a slow night on Twitter. I don't know. Uh, who knows? It's Brown, too. Yeah. And we kill yeah. him. Who I mean, knows? Oh, you never know. Yeah, yeah. So, look, okay, let's, let's, let's start with, with – let's start with – I was going to start with Facebook, but I'm going to do this one quick because we haven't mentioned it. And I'm so glad Joe didn't go off the rails on it. Uh, prematurely, as he is known to do with certain things we talk about during fan feedback or the coach montage. At Q's Waterboy, look, uh, a basketball game broke out during a golf tournament, judging by the noise. Look, this was pathetic. <laughs> it, it wasn't even pathetic. It was pathetic. It was so bad. Uh, my wife had actually said, it sounds like we are watching golf. 
If I was to close my eyes and I didn't know there was a basketball game, I would swear we were watching golf, which we don't even do uh, because it's agonizing. And uh, I'll probably get hate mail for that, too, because I know, Joe, you we watch golf, don't you? I mean, at a certain point in the uh, sports season on a Sunday, last day, you know, if it's close, then maybe I'll watch it. I don't watch golf <laughs> okay. like that now. OK, but the, all jokes aside, um, obvious obvious uh, uh, small crowd at the Dome. And, and you can only point, to my opinion, to the COVID rule stuff. Uh, you can say, yeah, it's just brown. Now you could say, yeah, it's a Monday night. But I'm sorry. No food, no beer, test this, test that, prove this, prove that. Eh, I'm sorry. I think it's that. I think it's that. And I think people are, <laughs> and I think people are like, you know what? I'll just watch it on TV. Uh, well, and you never know too, because sometimes there's confusion with, uh, you know, the um, rules. Season, see, well, no, season ticket holders, right? So you get your tickets, and you get them mailed to you, and they're already pre this and they're pre that, they're dated and all that stuff. Like you never really know how the university handled all that, right? Because Brown, realistically, they weren't even on the schedule in the beginning. So um, yeah, you, you take, I really don't know. Yeah, that's a good point. I'm your- just throwing it out. I'm throwing. I'm being devil's advocate and throwing different little th- reasons why possibly there could have been some confusion and why people didn't go. So I've bought. I've bought tickets, obviously through through Syracuse, their box office or whatever, yeah. and I relentlessly get emails. You would think that that would be covered if you have season tickets. That would be covered in an email, and right. if and if it wasn't, then. That's also on Syracuse. Well, and if anybody's listening and you know the answer, then let us know. Hit us up. Yeah. I'd love to know. Absolutely. So um, hold on a second. Hold on a second. Let's see real quick. Oh, thought we had a speaker in here. No, no, guys. No. Okay. Um, but yes, you know, as David says, smallest regular season crowd since, question mark, I don't know, but it was small. Uh, just to piggyback on what? Uh, Tony was saying <laughs> since last year, but, but, but well, you can't count last year, Joe. Good one, touche. Uh, but good to get a win, good to get an actual game played for that matter. Nice to see Barama on the court, and glad that the bench got some playing time thanks to the eventual blowout. Uh, hot start to the second half, yeah. What was Buddy, dude? What did Buddy score like 10 28. points? No, no, no. 10 oh, points in, in the, three minutes or something like that. Oh, yeah, it, it was, was something, it was, it was something ridiculous, it was yeah. something stupid like that. But yeah, uh, look, I was just happy to see him out there, and I think the broadcasters talked about it too, as far as like a guy like Joe Girard who just feeds. I mean, you could see his energy, it just feeds off the crowd, like he's that guy. Yeah, he he's that guy that needs the crowd, and in 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 the the big crowds, little crowds, all of these things affect players differently, and um, it's Joe's one of the ones I think that is it could be dramatically affected by it because I just think he just thrives off of that. He thrives off of that, and he still played really good. But um, you know, when we talk about last year, what could have been, should have been at the dome, we'll never know, unfortunately. Oh, yeah. And this is a team, too, Brown. I mean, they played. I mean, we didn't get to do a preview with them. So um, they're a better team than Lehigh. They, I mean, they played a game earlier this year at North Carolina and only lost by seven, 94-87 at North Carolina, right? Second game of the season. Uh, they played Colorado to a two-point game, lost 54-52. So this is a team that um, has a good record. 
first in the Ivy. Well, I don't know if everyone's first in the Ivy League. They haven't played, but either way, they're a good team in the Ivy League. Ivy League, I think, is a little underrated, and um, it was definitely a step up from Lehigh. And based upon how this went and and how the whole game went and getting guys in there, getting our bench, you know, 17 minutes each, Anselm got 11, and then getting even walk-ons in there and some walk-ons scoring, <laughs> getting some points. Um, Chaz Kamath, Owens getting yeah, in there, getting in on the action. Yeah, Lavelle made that nice little Oh, that was beautiful. Yes. Oh, that was awesome, Fall Falling right? to the ground, yeah. Right. So, I mean, that's like, I mean, everything that you wanted as a Syracuse fan – um, coming off of this COVID break and playing against Brown, uh, I think you saw it yesterday. I mean, exactly what it was. I mean, starters played good. Bench players got minutes, blew them out, and then the walk-ons came in, and they even scored some points. I mean, that's a, a classic non-conference just drubbing, Syracuse drubbing at home. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, oh, no. Hold on a second. Did I lose the room? Oh, I didn't. Okay. We're here. We're back. We're back. Crisis averted. Uh, by the way, should be mentioned, is, um, at Cuse Waterboy texting me f- before the show. Dominic here in the green room mentions this as well. John Madden, all-time great. Uh, love John Madden. Love the. I knew him more as a broadcaster than I did uh, the coach of the Raiders. Obviously, it wasn't that damn old. But Art Shell was the coach when I first became a Raiders fan. But obviously an icon, a legend in the NFL passed away today. And uh, that's terribly sad. But he did very good for a really long time. My first book report I ever did in school was on John Madden. And the only thing I remember from that book report is he was terrified of planes. That's why he took the bus everywhere, the coach. So uh, that's all I remember. Uh, Anthony says, tickets are all digital now. Don't think they'll even mail, they even mail season tickets. Uh, okay. Un- unless super rich seats. So, like box seats, I assume, maybe something like that. Um, If you have a smartphone or follow anything Syracuse, you get plenty of reminders when there's a game. Google Calendars automatically updates the schedule with changes. Yeah, it makes sense. If it's digital, I'm sure that they have a situation where they can change date, opponent, all that stuff, time. So, okay. Um, That's just my question. Thank you. Yes, thank you, Anthony, if if that is your real name. Uh, let's see what is next on here. Hold on. I got to switch screens here. Working off this broken ass phone. Oh, top fan, Zach on Facebook. Our boy, Zach. Free throw percentage was pretty troubling. I'm going to be that guy on a positive note. Brown was great addition to the schedule. They're, they're a decent team. Let's keep the momentum. A decent team. They gave UNC fits too, by the way. I mean, I know you heard the broadcasters talk about it, but I did check out their um, I did check out their their uh, ESPN stats and stuff like that before the game. I, unfortunately, we didn't get here to talk about it because of the holidays. It was running a little close, right? So yeah. uh, we didn't get to do a preview or preview, like that. which is what I previously but, mentioned. Yeah, yeah, you mentioned that. Yes, I did. Oh, so you talked about it. Just talked about this, yes. Did you? About the, how Brown played against North Carolina and Colorado close. So we covered they're this. they're not that bad of a team. Yep, absolutely. Okay, all right, good. Glad I was, yeah, paying, the free glad I was paying attention. At the, same time, at the same time, the free throws, like I said, I mean, we've been rather good at free throws this year. So when it comes to a game where we won by, what, 31, I'm not going to – you know, care about the fact that we only went 10 for 20. Uh, um, I mean, I, I disagree. I would disagree with that, though. 
Why? Well, I mean, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter for this game. But I mean, you know, no, if, isn't if, that all that matters? If huh? it's not, if 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 it's if, not, if, a, if it that's look, if it's it's not, hasn't it's been not a, great. But it hasn't been a trend. It so hasn't if it's been not a trend. Then what do you mean it hasn't been great? I mean, it's been okay. But it, but that's my thing. Well, we you need to hit foul shots to be they, this team is not good enough to win games like this without hitting foul shots, Joe. It's not I games just, like we, this or games against. I'm ACC sorry, games opponents. games against ACC opponents. They're they're not. I just don't think they have it in them yet to right. stand but up is, to a, to withstand a, an onslaught like that without hitting your free throws. Which is why I'm saying that. I mean, I guess I need to see a trend before I start freaking out. You know, if they do the same thing against Cornell. Then I might say something. Fair enough. Now, I didn't say it was a freakout moment, but fair enough. Agree to disagree. Gerard on Facebook. Bernie still looks lost out there. Or Benny. Bernie. <laughs> Benny. Yes. Mm-hmm. Benny. He does. Looks, he does. He looks lost. We talked about that. Yes, yeah. we did. Yes, we did. Uh, and the, oh, wait. Hold on. I got two more. Like I said, it was like a little, it was a little weak out there. Uh, smashed a team they should smash. Doesn't really say much. Well, I mean, I would disagree with that, too. I mean, they should have won, yeah, but I did, did Did you see him winning by 31, Joe? No. When you looked up Brown in, on your own time, and you're like, I mean... Mm-hmm. You know. Spread to Vegas was nine. Okay. Nine and well, a half. Well, there you go. There you go. Yeah. Smash the yeah. team they, they should smash. I don't know about that. I mean, they played tremendous for coming off of a 16-game COVID pause and getting to the gym, what, on Christmas Eve Eve, right? Yeah. So, I mean, other than, you know, because, again, how... It, high the expectations are for how high of a recruit Benny is. Like I said, I don't think it always translates and I think he's going to be perfectly fine come down the future and everything. But, um, other than that, uh, I mean, you couldn't ask for anything more last night if you're a Syracuse fan. Oh yeah. I mean, it was like, like you said, like you mentioned, it's a good point. It's kind of the old school feel at who, who was that by the way? That was a cough 1007. At Clancy Cuse, good to see the gang back out there. Good finish in the second half. We need to get this defense ready for ACC. Yeah, I mean, that's been my biggest problem so far. That's been everybody's biggest problem, I think. And, um, you know, Benny needs to be a part of that. Benny needs to get better. These All these these guys on the bench need to get better. What was the Syracuse bench averaging on offense? Six points or something like that coming into this game? Like so, that. I mean... The, the COVID pause didn't help, but I'm telling you, I, I really think that these two games, they make up for, I'd say, 80% of it. The only thing we lost was a lot of practice, right? Right. And um, I'm just glad that we were able to stick Brown in there and reschedule Cornell so quickly because of Georgia Tech. I would rather yeah. play go into Cornell and, and play them first before we start ACC play. But we will talk about Cornell, Joe, any final thoughts on the Brown game? I didn't think so. No. All right. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Well, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. 
The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Look, one more time, if you want to get in on some of the action during the show, go over to the, your iOS or Android stores, go to the Spotify Green Room app, it's free, download that thing. Get a username and email address and a password. It's all it takes to sign up, and you're in. Follow us for notifications at Cuse Militia, and you will know and get notified when we go live. You don't have to just follow us either. You can do your own thing, and you can sign up for recordings of your segment at the beginning of each um, segment before you go live. And you click that little thing, and when your segment ends, they will email you the file. You can take that file and upload it onto any podcast platform you can do your own freaking podcast right from this app it's really really good and um maybe you hook up some equipment to it maybe you just do it right off your phone with some headphones but either way uh it can be done and it's free that's the best thing so everybody loves free stuff so go to your ios or android stores today download the app okay joe where are we at we're doing something with cornell this game's tomorrow i'm not gonna spend a ton of time on it but We'll do our normal shindig thing here. Um, the all-time series between Syracuse and Cornell sits at 93-31 and 31 in favor of Syracuse. Uh, they are currently on a 40-game win streak against Jimmy Beheim's old team. In fact, the last time they met, I think I did not look this stat up, but I think Jimmy Beheim. so correct me if I'm wrong, Jimmy Beheim scored uh, 25 points. That was a game high, I believe. 
Um, but the Orange went on to win that game 72 to 53. And that was in uh, November 20th, 2019, really early in the season. Uh, your starting lineup for that game was Gerard Beheim, Sidibe, Dolajai, and Hughes. Hughes with 22 points for the Orange. And, you know, Cornell, they did beat Colgate. They beat Colgate by 10. So for what, for what it's worth, losses to Penn State and Virginia Tech. They lost to Virginia Tech pretty handily. They said it at eight and two and not too shabby of a team. I mean, you heard coach. I don't know if I put it in there, but it was it was during the press conference. Coach did mention, you know, not not a not a terrible team. Wins over Binghamton, Lafayette, Colgate, as I mentioned, Wells, uh, St. Francis, Canisius, uh, Coppin State and Cayuca. So, you know, I mean, for what it's worth, still eight and two, though. And, and not terrible. But you got to imagine, um, Jimmy, hopefully going to be feeling it. Hopefully he's feeling it a little bit more than Swider was when Swider played his old team, Villanova, a few weeks ago. So, Joe, what what you thinking? What are you thinking about Big Red, Joe? Well, I'm thinking Big Red is kind of a lot like Colgate. Mm, uh, that's, that's great. Yeah. Well, and I mean, I guess that's really where it comes out. I don't know if they're as big down low, which is maybe where we can get them. And obviously we're, we're later on in the season. You know, we played Colgate before we went through our, you know, onslaught of, um, you know, non-conference schedules against a bunch of power five teams that are possible tournament teams. So, you know, I think we're a different team now uh, than before. But, you know, when you look at Cornell, they um, they have a situation where, I mean, I looked at their – they're um, eight and two. Their schedule now, like you said, you you mentioned their um, their losses, um, their wins haven't been really against anybody too great. But um, at the end of the day, uh, they've had seven different high scores in ten games. Uh, they have ten players that average over ten minutes a game. Uh, so you have a, a team that you know, is willing to sub out and kind of change who's in there to try to figure stuff out. And on top of that too, um, you have a situation where, I mean, you, you consider us to have like, like we're a pretty good, like three point shooting, not a good three point shooting team, but like we, we shoot a lot of threes. You think, right? Like on average, we probably shoot more threes than normal teams, right? Like as far as Syracuse. I mean, you, yeah, you would think so. It's kind of our niche, right? A little bit. Right. I mean, I think we've been a little bit better this year, but, you know, we don't want to rely on it, right? But we've played 11 games, and we've shot 252 three-pointers. Cornell's played 10 games, one less game, and has shot 291 three-pointers. Yeah, and they and they shoot a, a, a clip very close to ours. We're at yes. 38%. They're at 37.8. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they got, they got a lot of guys that shoot a lot of threes. And, um, again, like I said, don't have crazy big guys, but Kobe Dixon, a senior, six nine forward, uh, he leads the team in rebounds, uh, assists, and blocks. And uh, Jordan Jones leads the team in points. He's a six five forward. Um, he leads the team with thirteen points. So that just kind of tells you how they spread the wealth and everything like that. So they're a smart team. They're going to move the ball around. And they're going to shoot a bunch of threes. Uh, so really what we need to do is we need to be able to um, neutralize, you know, down low, you know, spread our offense out or sorry, defense out 
and make sure that we take away their three point shots and, you know, force them to come down and, and shoot and make shots inside. That's what the two, three zone does. Right. I mean, we either force a bad three point shooting team into lulling them into threes, or we try to get a good three point shooting team into coming down low with the trees and trying to make shots down there. Um, so like I said, Kobe Dixon, he's six, nine, they got another guy that comes off the bench. Um, six, nine, uh, Keller Boothby, um, and he shoots uh, actually 57.4% from the three-point line. So I don't think he's shot too many um, this year. Actually, 40, he's made 27 out of 47. So that's pretty good. So uh, when you look at that, they got a couple guys that can do, you know, big guys that can step out and shoot threes. So uh, we definitely have to be weary, and, and, and hopefully, like I said, they don't make shots like uh, – like Colgate does. Uh, the good thing about this team is is that uh, I don't think they're going to be able to handle us as far as defensive-wise. Um, so as long as we can keep our offensive kind of mojo going off of what we did the other night, then I think we're going to be fine. Uh, but we definitely are going to need to guard this three-point line and um, can't take this team for granted. And I'm sure Jimmy Beheim coming from Cornell, uh, he's going to tell everybody on the team that same exact thing. Yeah, I mean, they're pretty decent. So Yeah, they're a pretty decent team. And uh, they're around Brown, and they beat Cornell. So uh, if you sleep on them, then then they can uh, kind of smack you in the face a little bit like Colgate did. But again, I think we're a different team. And also, too, I think Jimmy uh, is kind of chopping at the bits to, to get to Cornell. And um, I think there's going to be a little bit of uh, – extra energy in the air, so to speak, uh, in, playing against these guys. I mean, let's let's just put things into a little bit of perspective. And I've already eaten my words on this, okay? The Colgate game, that was, a, that was freaking... It was embarrassing at the time, but it has just gotten more and more embarrassing. And yes. um, they're, they're sitting at 4-9, okay? Wins over Northeastern, Polytechnic... Syracuse and Columbia, guys. Okay, losses to Vermont, Monmouth, St. John's, Pitts, uh, Niagara, Harvard, NC State, and Cornell. So, uh, to put things into perspective, Cornell beating Colgate just because they beat us, not exactly. Look, Colgate it's had not, like a it's, Le- it's Colgate not, had like a Lemoyne type night. Yes, our two three zone. It, yes, and we just yes. Third, what they hit? 33s or something like that? Yeah, it was something ridiculous. They 31. put up 100 points on us. It was ridiculous. And at the end of the day, um, if we don't make the tournament, that's going to be the game. Yeah, that, that in, 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 I mean, I'm sorry. Absolutely. I mean, I don't want to be the, that guy right well, now. Well, I, I mean, I didn't want you to be that guy on uh, November 21st when we did the show, but um, it, it looks that way. So, you know, they only scored 97 on Polytechnic. So whatever, uh, just, just that I'm not, so I'm uh, the only reason I bring that up is because just cause they're like, Oh, they beat Colgate. It was not a big deal. Everybody's beating Colgate except for us. Right. Right. And Polytechnic <laughs> or wh- wh- however, <laughs> the, whoever the hell that is. Um, okay. That's going to be it. I think, look, we're in a conundrum, Joe. So hold on. Yeah. We're in a conundrum, aren't we? We have a problem. Bye. We have a problem. Well, first of, first of all, I want to get Tyler on. I want to get Tyler on when there's not like a whole lot of SU stuff going on. I just want to get, right. I just want to have some fun. Yeah. 
Um, cause we have good conversations and we've always talked about recording these and we never do. Yeah. Partly, be, partly because I mean, well, we just never do. And I think we should, yeah. I think we should do them and, and ties down. So, um, I want to do that and we were going to plan on doing that, but three games in five days, it's kind of going to push that off. So Tyler's going to be flexible thus. We're just going to have to play that one by ear, but we've got a game. Hold on a second. We've got a game, and I'm 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 not trying to. I think it's Saturday, right? Fill space here, but we've got a game against Cornell tomorrow. Okay, uh, to some of you, it's today. Then we got Saturday, January first, home against Virginia. But the the December 29th game will obviously be played. Um, our the the post game should be on the 30th. So I guess we, I guess we can swing that. I guess I can swing that. Yeah, it's up I've to got, you, buddy. I, I've got a lot. I see. The problem is, is I've got a lot going on, and um, we are going to try to to get here. But I think we can swing it. I think we can do all three, and then do a Sunday again before we talk about Miami on Wednesday. As long as that goes. And and the other thing too is expect more like pauses. I mean, every team's going to probably have to pause once. That's how I look at this. Yeah, that's kind of how I'm looking at it. Yeah, every team's going to have to pause at least once. And it's just on where we land in that that schedule, on our schedule, lining up with whatever said team. So, anyways... We should be good. It's going to be a little bit of a gauntlet. I'm, I'm, I'm. You know, you take. We did one podcast in 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 16 days. It's not great. It's kind of like, you know, sucks. So, and then you do, then you do three in a week, and it's like boom, boom, right. boom, boom. You know, you get pounded. So, anyways, yeah. um, we appreciate all of you for hanging out with us. We really do, and um, all of you who are who are still hanging out with us. That is. Um, we so. we uh, enough can't be said for you guys, and and we really appreciate you. So, um, with that said, I think that's going to do it for us this episode. But like I said, we'll be back here uh, Thursday, right, Joe? Thursday. Yes, I'm sir. confusing myself. All right. So we'll see you Thursday. Go Cuse. Beat Cornell for Joe. <laughs> I'm Sean. We're out here. Peace.